Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You mess with the you bull, mess with the ball. you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Follow me there. We're on Facebook. And, of course, you can read my blog pieces on uh, The Roy Green Show page on the website of the Chorus Radio Station you're listening to now. Just looking at a story from Canadian Press via Global News. An analyst says the shelving of TransCanada Corps' Energy East pipeline means it's more vital than ever that three other pipelines to oil export markets proceed as plans. Altacorp capital analyst uh, Dirk Lever says, or said Friday, that Canadian producers will have to transport any new oil production over the next year or so using rail cars because the pipelines leaving Western Canada now are essentially full. And that seems to be a great uh, source of joy and merriment to uh, Denny Coderre, the mayor of Montreal, and some of his... Quebec City colleagues and some of his Island of Montreal colleagues seem to find that to be uh, fully acceptable when to the rest of the country it's anything but, well, most of the rest of the country. We have no idea what our prime minister thinks or if he thinks. Uh, with us now on, on our Beauties and the Beast on uh, Saturdays, uh, Michelle Simpson is on vacation, but uh, stepping in for Michelle is Brian Jean, federal member of parliament, uh, candidate for the leadership of the United Conservative Party of Alberta, and uh, has a few things to say about Energy East. Brian, it's uh, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Uh, I should correct you, though, I'm no longer a member of parliament. I know. Ten years ago. I know. I'm an MLA now. I know. I just, I know. I don't know why I said Thanks. that. I had a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Swift, Catherine Swift, formerly the uh, CEO and president of Canadian Federation of Independent Business, now working Canadians.ca, and her favorite job is this one. Absolutely. On Beauties and the Beast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. And welcome, Brian. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And Linda Leatherdale, vice president of Cambria Canada, formerly the money editor for the Toronto Sun. Ms. Leatherdale. Hello, Roy. Hello, Catherine. And hello, Brian. Hello. <laughs> she makes she makes hello sound really special, doesn't she, Brian? <laughs> Linda has that ability. Very much. Very much. <laughs> You're Brian, very welcome. <laughs> Brian, let's, uh, let's get you. I've, I've read your release about uh, the Energy East pipeline being canceled and what it means on the the celebration that's come out of Quebec. But in, in your words to the people of your province of Alberta and to uh, Canadians uh, right across this country listening to this program, have at it, please, sir. Tell us what it means, what, uh, what we should be considering, and what you would like to say to Mr. Kader and his disciples. Well, they're wrong. Uh, they are totally wrong about the effect of this. And what we do out here in Western Canada is we produce great crude oil that is... Uh, creating wealth right across the country. We do it better than anybody else in the world as far as the environment and human rights, the rule of law. I never thought it would get so bad that TransCanada would lose confidence and take a $1 billion write-off rather than keep trying to develop this vital 
national project. And as you know, Roy, this would have added more than $50 billion to the wealth of the people of Canada, not just the people of Alberta, but the people of Canada. And as somebody that's been in Fort McMurray for 50 years, represented the people of Alberta for you know 14 years almost now as a politician, I can tell you that most of the people in Fort McMurray and area are not from Alberta. They're from all across the country, and they've had tremendous wealth and, and generated tremendous wealth for their families right across the country. And, and we believe that this is a nation-building project. And uh, frankly, uh, Denny Coderre, the Montreal mayor is you know I, I used to work with him in Ottawa and I can tell you I don't think he's ever going to be in favor of any pipeline or any any progress or anything frankly from, from any other province that will do good for the people of that province he's he's a man that doesn't believe in my opinion in building people up or, and empowering people but instead tearing them down and that's not helpful to national unity this is frankly an attack on Alberta and and uh, we are not going to take it. I have one more thing to say to Brian, then I'll ask Catherine and Linda to uh, to say what they need to see and ask questions. When Brian, when, when you look at what's going on in Quebec and you see what the, the traffic on the St. Lawrence River, you have the tankers coming in from the Middle East. One of them was a massive, massive tanker. Didn't make it all the way to Montreal, but it was there. And they and they pose a significant environmental threat. Uh, and I, I can just see the day when one of these tankers springs a massive leak and it's going to be uh, Quebec that will be calling on the rest of Canada to, to, uh, to assist them. So uh, tankers not allowed on the, on the West Coast, but tankers are welcome, according to Quebec, uh, in, in, uh, on the St. Lawrence River. Tankers, I might add, that carry 600 to 700,000 barrels a day of crude from foreign dictators that treat their citizens terribly don't give women the right to vote and, and frankly, not even until recently the right to drive. This is not the country or people we want to support what we want to support is the people of canada clean ethical oil good oil and this these tankers that are coming in you know obviously inland quite a bit are single hauled tankers they're not safe as the ones are in on the west coast uh, but now we have politics that's getting in the way of reality and reality is that we have over 200,000 albertans that are unemployed we have an economy that is going the wrong way not just in alberta but in many places across the country and that's because we have politicians that want to do the you know they're too concerned about the political uh, situation rather than the practical situation and the practical situation people are unemployed and we need to support those people and provide them every single opportunity to create wealth for themselves this was a private sector investment not one bit of public money just like northern gateway and again there's all of these people that are from different places that are only concerned about their own political future not the future of canada and not worried about confederation this is a threat to confederation mark my word for it over 80 percent of the people i talk to in alberta and i've been on the ground a lot are frankly disgusted and fed up catherine a threat to confederation well, I, I, I wouldn't underestimate that one bit. Uh, what, what strikes me about a lot of issues surrounding this is the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is extremely widespread here. We've got somebody like Kader, uh, you know, rejoicing because this project that would have helped the country, including Quebec, uh, is, is failed. And yet, you know, if we cut off a smidgen of transfer payments, most of which come from Alberta, by the way, to Quebec, can you just imagine how he'd be lighting his hair on fire, Kader? So, you know, what hypocrisy. The, the kind of things that generate billions of dollars that the rest of the country sends to Quebec, he is happy is not going to proceed. Does this guy look beyond his nose? I don't think so. The hypocrisy of Trudeau as well. You know, he pretended... 
he was approving these various projects while at the same time making the regulatory hurdles so very prohibitive that, you know, unless he's a total dolt, which is possible, of course, but, I mean, he had to know he was just being a total hypocrite pretending that he was approving pipelines that he knew and his his, uh, cabinet colleagues knew were never going to happen in reality. Shame on them all. Brian? Well... Let's just say that I agree with everything that's just been said, but I will tell you that the transfer payments are going to stop. If I get the privilege of leading this province, we will have a referendum, the same as the reference case in Quebec during the 1990s. I promised this for 18 months to the people of Alberta. We will have a referendum within one year. We will call into question equalization and the Constitution, as is required, and we will ask the Supreme Court of Canada to come in and referee we will stop these transfer payments. We're sick of it. We're done with it. It's it's finished. And what if the, Quebec what will a, not come forward and help us, we will stop it. Brian, what are the people of Alberta specifically saying to you since Friday? What are they saying to you? They're saying, why are we not treated fairly? Why do we keep sending billions of dollars down to Ottawa, 22 to $28 billion a year, $190 billion from 2007 to 2014? Why do we continuously send it down east and these folks don't even allow us to put through our pipelines. They're in control. They take the money, and yet they don't give us anything back. We don't even have the same coverage rights on unemployment insurance as the people of Quebec or the people of, of the Maritimes. We need to be treated fairly. This is confederation, which means we're in a partnership. We are not in a dictatorship, and we are taking it to the referee. And frankly, we're calling foul, and we're going to send the federal government and hopefully Trudeau to the penalty box forever, which means that we're going to work ever so hard to make sure he does not win the next federal election. Linda, your turn. Question for Brian, maybe? Uh, uh, Brian, go for it. Because when you look now in Quebec having surpluses, even talking about tax cuts, which really blows my mind, and this is so unfair that the equalization, they're getting billions in equalization payments, and indeed, Alberta, God bless Alberta. I live there, love it, and we are part of confederation, and oil industry means a lot to our economy. And they say it was a business decision. No, this was a political decision. And shame, shame on Ottawa and shame on Quebec, because this is not the way to run a country. One thing, I thought, one thought I had um, on Friday, and Brian, you just when you said threat to confederation, what, the thought I had was, this is the what they've just done is. Um, I think they they put in the first stone in place to revisit October 30th, 1995, but with another group, group of Canadians asking their own question this time. Absolutely. Last year, believe it or not, Quebec got $10 billion in equalization payments. Wow. $10 billion. They had a $1.3 billion surplus. Meanwhile, Alberta, $10.3 billion deficit, mm-hmm. and we still paid equalization. Mm-hmm. Catherine, final thought it's yours. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's got to stop. And I'm sorry, Roy, I just get so angry at this. And you know why I'm angry? I'm not angry about the money. I'm angry about the unemployed Albertans, the Alberta families that can't afford to take their children and make sure that they have what they need. An Alberta family that has to work long 12-hour shifts, six days in a row, then six nights in a row. This is the way we work here in Alberta. We work hard. We're proud to be part of Confederation. We're proud to share all of our riches with the rest of Canada, because that's what we do. But let's be clear, it's going to stop if I get in, get the privilege of being the premier well, of this Brian, It's going to stop. Brian, the reality is you have to take care of the people of Alberta and care for them, because clearly Quebec politicians don't give a damn, and neither does the occupant of the corner office in the PMO. 
I think you hit it best, Roy, when you said, does he think at all? Yeah, does he think at all? Catherine, final words, thoughts, question? Uh, final word is, uh, Canadians, let's remember this. Let's remember this next election, whether it's Alberta election, because Rachel Notley has been very, very quiet and in hiding through all this, or a Coderre, or our federal, you know, prime minister, because these are people that have squelched a mega-billion-dollar project that would have created many, many jobs and much opportunity right across the country. Mm-hmm. And this is a disgrace, as Brian said. Private sector money. No government money here. This, this should, most countries would view this as an amazing bonus, but no, not in Canada. So vote, vote with your feet, people. Well, Brian, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Always good talking to you. And this, is, this isn't over yet. Uh, the final word belongs to the people who say it's their right to have the final word. Quebec's had theirs. It's time for Albertans to have theirs. We will have the final word, my friend. This is the first step. The people of Alberta are going to take back this province and be in control of our future. If we're not treated fairly, we will make sure that Quebec is cut off from transfer payments, as is the federal government. And we have the right under the Constitution to do that, and we will do it. We're done. We're done. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Brian Jean, running for the leadership of the United Conservative Party uh, of uh, Alberta. And there you have it. If Mr. Jean becomes the premier of Alberta, he's going to work diligently and follow uh, every op- constitutional opportunity to, um, to block any transfer payments to Quebec from the province of Alberta. And why would they not? And why would they not? We're going to come back and we'll continue with Catherine and uh, Linda in the absence of Michelle. And there are a few more issues on Beauties and the Beast. Don't go away. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll have opportunity for you to say your piece about uh, the Energy East Pipeline tomorrow, first hour of the show, and we'll have uh, Michelle Rempel joining us, Conservative Member of Parliament, and Vivian Krauss, who has written some of the more interesting and challenging columns on the whole issue of pipelines and who's funding what. They'll join us on the Roy Green Show. Email from Karen to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Please don't get me wrong. I love all of Canada, including Quebec. SRNF, that's the Socialist Republic of New France, as they call them. But some politicians like Denis Coderre really get my goat. It almost makes me glad to be the one chortling now that someone has finally called out Bombardier on their numerous government bailouts. The hypocrisy is stunning. Thank you for your outstanding work and standing up for what is right and common sense. Cheers, KH. Thank you very much. Very kind words. Uh, we have to stand up for one another and with one another. And here's one other email from Bill to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Hi, Roy. I'm a unionized pipe fitter and have worked on pipelines. I'll make this short and sweet. During the election, Justin Trudeau came to our hall in Kitchener, Ontario, and promised us jobs, butterflies, and sunny ways. Now this cancellation. Another broken promise from Prime Minister Valiant. Is he saying he's an old six-cylinder car? Are you there, Catherine, Linda? Uh, we're here. Yes, yes, indeed. 
Did I hear your dopey dogs barking again? Oh, God, Roy, I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to put them in the basement, or you're going to go in the basement. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm holed up in a room with all the doors and windows closed. <laughs> I know. In the other rooms. You know, it never fails. I mean, they're quiet all day, and then as soon as I'm on the Roy Green show, who let the dogs out? Sorry, well, Roy. I tell you, if it happens again, the dogs have to go. The dogs have to go. I'll, I'll, they can dogs move in with go. you, Roy. They have to go, and they have to come to my house and hang out with Sonny and Rock. <laughs> okay, so to hear Brian Jean, and uh, look, when he says this is an issue of, uh, of national unity, uh, an issue of uh, a threat to confederation were his words, I think he's right. I think he's absolutely correct. Well, this is also deja vu all over again for Alberta. You know, another, yep, another it is. Trudeau taking it to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it hurts even more this time. Yep. Pierre Elliott Trudeau, National Energy Policy, recall, go way back, let those eastern bastards freeze in the dark. Yeah, well, he, he didn't say that. It was people who were angry in Alberta. No, no, that, that was Klein. Or was it Klein? Rob, Rob Klein said Anyway, that. it was definitely a message from Alberta to yeah. Ottawa and yeah, to the It was Rob Klein. Yep. So, you know, he, Brian makes a very good point, and it sounds like he is willing, if he gets elected, to really make this a huge issue, and he believes he has the power to be able to stop the transfer payments. And that'll be really interesting, Roy, um, because I still think, and I think we were going to talk about this, our economy, you know, we keep on saying we are the best in the, in the world, and we probably are. But having said that, we just saw the latest export numbers, three months going down, um, uh, yes, our dollar's up, but I, I believe what Catherine has said all along. It's a fragile, fragile economy, despite, you know, some of the sectors have done really, really well, and certainly oil's been hit hard. So, Catherine, I love your take on it, because I don't think all is so great. Well, no, and, and in fact, we, we had um, July, there was zero GDP growth. Um, that, that just came out in the last few days. Uh, so the thing that, I guess, bugs me about the economy in general is, the, the real sort of underpinning elements of an economy, the manufacturing sector, uh, investment growth, uh, and so on, these factors are very, very, very negative in Canada right now. We have over-leveraged consumers, as we all have said a million times, over-leveraged governments. And, and um, the business community is, and we, you know, Energy East was yet another. I mean, this is just a, a continu- Energy East, yeah, it was a biggie, but it, it was just a continuum. The, the tens of billions we've lost in energy alone, and that doesn't even enter into some of the manufacturing. We see manufacturers leaving, you know, leaving the Ontario-Quebec corridor practically every week. So beep, 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 beep. a lot of very tenuous uh, beep, 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 growth is based on. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> We're out of time. Oh, no. Shucks. Well, you don't know. I mean, these monologues, they go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> Not yours, mine. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, beauties. It's, it's always a thrill, you know. I mean, we've talked so, so many years, and I love listening to your common sense. And your and your and your smart takes on everything. And you change policy. I heard your guest, and you make a difference in Canada, Roy. So hooray to you too. Oh come on! Thank you. Uh, happy <laughs> we'll, Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. So we'll see uh, see you next weekend, and uh, Michelle will be back too. Terrific. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Beauties and the Beast. We're back in a minute.